0: It's time for another episode of Dynasty Oasis Podcast. Here are your hosts Matt Newts and Josh Adkins.
1: Hello, hello, uh, and I am Matt Newts, uh, at Nasty Newts on Twitter. Uh, with me tonight as always, Josh Adkins, writer for DynastyNerds.com, at Dynasty Oasis on Twitter. Say, so, Josh, uh, what do we have on the docket for the show tonight?
0: Yeah, so we're going to be doing uh, some game previews, uh, going through every game this week, uh, the things you need to know, things you need to be looking for for your Dynasty teams. Um, we're going to do our uh, game rewind draft, basically the games that me and Newt's will be watching first and kind of the games we're most excited about. Um, and then we're going to kind of go through, we didn't have a lot of uh, preseason to do predictions. Um, and without a preseason to kind of get some early impressions, we thought we would just go through some of the bigger NFL awards and kind of just give you our early thoughts and impressions and maybe some guys we have that are kind of dark horses at this point. Um, And then uh, talk a little fantasy, MVP, uh, and best values. So um, that's what's on the show today. Um, But I think we should real quick start um, with the game we watched while we were recording the pod on Monday night, the uh, Saints game. Um, Obviously, we were pretty distracted during that game, so we both gone back and rewatched it. Um, I think the big talking point here is Drew Brees. Uh, I I think both of us agreed pre-show that uh, he didn't look good. uh, But I think there's a lot of conversation out there about what that means going forward. What were your impressions? What are your takeaways from that game?
1: Yeah, there were uh, certainly a lot of hot takes flowing on Twitter during the game. Uh, I was kind of enjoying going down a rabbit hole of Saints fans on Twitter, uh, calling for Jameis Winston to immediately take over that job. And that's probably a little too premature for my taste, but it would actually be kind of interesting to see that offense run with a quarterback that has more range on his on his passing tree, if you will. But yeah, Drew, it's, it's a, certainly a conversation we need to have. And I think now is the time to have it. Um, where, what does he have left in the, in the old gas tank? And for me, if uh, I just, I'm, I'm really torn on him because You know, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. These conversations were had with Tom Brady four Mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't want to jump the gun. But, yeah, there are some real things that I see when I watch him throw the ball that he doesn't look like the same guy to me. So for me, if I'm ranking him rest of the season and redraft, he's probably outside my top 12 now. And Dynasty, he would have been outside the top 12 anyways. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 not confident in him, in him as a every week starter anymore. And I think uh I think that's probably fair. What do you think?
0: Well, I know I, I agree with that. I think I'm maybe just a touch higher. I think I have him right at the edge of my twelve. Uh if we're just talking redraft. Again, like you said, dynasty leagues, he's way down the pecking order because he's forty one years old. Um but I think maybe the more interesting thing at this point is less so about where you rank him because quarterback's so deep, unless you're in super flex, there may just be a guy out there, a guy you can go trade for cheap that, that, that can help you improve. Um, but how many weapons can he sustain? I mean, outside of Kamara for sure. And I think Thomas, when he comes back, will be just fine. Can we count on anything else in this offense week to week?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. And I I think it's really just the two. Um, You're going to get some Jared Cook here and there, but it's not going to be consistent anywhere else. Like, you're not going to get consistent Quan Smith games week after week. You're going to have a Jared, you know, like I said, Jared Cook is going to be really touchdown dependent, I think. So, um, I think Emmanuel Sanders kind of in the same boat, not touchdown dependent, but he's just going to be a lower volume for, for 43 kind of guy. I, I don't feel very comfortable starting anyone other than Kamara and Michael Thomas when things are full go.
0: Yeah. And I think that's where I'm at too. And it, it bums me out because I have a few Sanders shares that were left over from, from last year. Um, cause I kind of bought him when he started performing well in San Francisco, I thought this was a good spot for him, but, um. Uh, yeah, you know, and I, I think it reminds me a lot of Peyton in 2015. Um, and if, if you remember, he did win a Super Bowl that year. Uh, they had to go to Brock Osweiler at some point. Uh, so maybe we will see Jameis. Uh, I think this team can still be successful and Breeze can be successful as the quarterback. Um, but I do think in terms of the days of him being a big box scorer, they may uh, be slipping away. Um, I want to preserve a little bit of judgment, but uh, it did not look good on Monday night. Um, why I, don't we go? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just wanted to ask you a
1: hypothetical real quick. Say yeah. for some reason you're in a league where you have to choose one of these two quarterbacks to be your starter for the rest of the year. <laughs> and uh, for whatever reason, they can promise you both will be healthy. You can either plug in Drew Brees into your lineup for the rest of the year or Gardner Minshew. Which way do you go? Oh, man.
0: Well, for sure, for this week, I'm going Gardner Minshew. But, gal, if you're asking me for the whole season, yeah, I'm going to go Gardner, frankly, as crazy as it sounds. So maybe I do need to really re- rethink where I've got Breeze, because to me, that says Gardner Minshew. If, if I'm saying I'd take Gardner for the season over him, uh, he's probably not a top 12 guy then at that point. Um, well, and
1: that's kind of my point is people will throw 16 names into their top 12. Right. So, I, I mean, you could, if you just look at a list right now, just some generic list I pulled up, you're looking at Ryan Tannehill, 18 for the rest of your right. Tom Brady, 17. Like I, I see at least 16, 17 names on this generic list that I didn't compile myself. Uh, mind you, but Drew Brees is below a lot more names than I think you would guess without actually going through the list. So right. I think, uh, I, th- I wouldn't even blame you if you dropped him, you know, let someone else pick him up and start. Yeah. Yeah.
0: In redraft where your rosters are shallower. Yeah. I, I agree. I don't think he's a must start. Um, and hopefully he can sustain one more weapon along with Thomas and Kamara. Cause I think we, we all have some shares of that, uh, that passing game why don't we move on to the game tonight um kind of uh the standard thursday night football we've been treated to a couple pretty good ones the last two weeks but uh some interesting things here uh miami at jacksonville by the way is the game tonight uh so i guess why don't we start with with gardner Minshew and and uh it is a good spot i've got him streaming in a couple places uh what do you kind of expect to see from gardner here yeah
1: i expect uh you know same old Gardner. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm he's really growing on me a lot and you know football is truly back when you get just a really gross looking Thursday night matchup but uh, Jags, Dolphins you know on paper that I think is just a little repulsive just to hear those two teams matched up against each other but this might actually be kind of a fun sloppy game. I think it will I, be
0: fun. Yeah.
1: I just, I just compared uh, Gardner to Ryan Fitzpatrick on the last episode so now we get to see these two go mano e mano for the you know, the craziest YOLO throws you can ever imagine. (laughs) So I I really just hope to see a 39, 38 barn burner with five touchdowns a piece and three or four interceptions a piece.
0: Same, same. So we're going to try to do this one big thing style. I know we we just talked about Gardner, so I wanted to make sure we hit on him. Um, I guess my one big thing, well, I'm going to say two because I I somehow called Miles Gaskin Miles Jenkins last uh, time on the show, so... Apologies for that. I like Miles Gaskin, and I'm, I'm curious to see a little bit more of how this role keeps fleshing out. Uh, the guy I want to talk about is LaVisca Chenault. Uh, you know, we talked pretty extensively about him on the last podcast. Um, he's a guy that I really want to see. Um, can he keep taking the next step in this offense? Do they keep feeding him in this, this RB slash slot role? Um, I picked him up at a redraft this week, and I'm really torn on if I should be starting him and, him or C.D. Lamb this week. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And what is, what is your one big takeaway?
1: Yeah. One of my notes was the Jags, uh, receiving core as more of a meta skill, but, uh, uh, LaVisca is certainly a big part of that. Why I'm interested in that. But another guy that I'm really kind of wanting to get more eyes on that I'm really starting to kind of like is, uh, Keelan Cole. So yeah. I, I want to get, I want to see him get some more reps and see how consistently he's going to be involved in their game plan. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the, the Jaguars receiver core.
0: Definitely. And one one quick note on this game uh, before we move on. Uh, C.J. Henderson is is kind of balling out right now. I've liked what I've seen out of him and actually chase uh, on the other rookie they got this year. So uh, fun to watch those two guys on the defensive side as well. Um, next game we got is, is L.A. Rams at Buffalo Bills. You want to kick us off?
1: Yeah. This is a really uh, exciting game. Um, I'm yeah. super excited to watch this game. Uh, for me, um, my big thing is the Rams' backfield again. This is going to be a constant state of yeah. flux, a constant thing we're going to want to monitor. So I think this is, you know, going to be one of the first things I look for in any Rams game this year. Until hopefully at some point we get some clarity. But Daryl Henderson looked good. I have some shares on him in some of my bigger dynasty leagues. So especially one where I just lost McCaffrey. I'm really hoping to see him become a usable guy. So I really want to see more of him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I thought he looked great last week. He was definitely the best back in their backfield. And I can't uh, can't think this pinky injury to Malcolm Brown uh, hurts his chances to get a big workload this week. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, I guess my my one big thing is kind of a, a two-parter to some degree. Um the, the Buffalo Bills have played bad defenses each of the last two weeks, um, and they've gone very pass heavy. Uh, you're looking at a young quarterback, maybe with some confidence issues. They may have been looking to sort of, you know, we can kind of do whatever we want here. Let's go boost the confidence of our franchise player. Well, this week, I feel like you're facing a balanced defense. And so I think when we came into the season, we all thought Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, big workload, a lot of rushing. That's what this team wants to do. That's not who they've been for two weeks, but I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, this team has Jalen Ramsey. It also has Aaron Donald. So I think this is a defense you try to play to your strengths on. And I think how Buffalo plays, you no know, game script will play into that. Obviously, this might be a game where we can actually look at Buffalo as, as an offense and say, OK, I think this is who they're going to be. This is what they want to do. Uh, and if it's throwing the ball downfield to Stefan Diggs and John Brown, that's fine. It's worked great. Uh, but that would severely lower uh, my my Moss and Singletary opinions, at least for this season. Um, any any final thoughts or thoughts on that?
1: No, that's a really good point, point. and uh, yeah, I, I like your take there. So I'm going to keep my eye on that as well. Um, so up next, uh, we got the Las Vegas Raiders. It may take some may take some time to get used to the the Vegas part of that team name. Uh, I'm sure I've called them Oakland a few times, but I got it right tonight. So Vegas Raiders at new England, uh, pretty sweet game. Again, really excited yeah. to see this one. The Raiders have been a pretty pleasant surprise so far this year on offense. Even Derek Carr's looked pretty good to me. So that was kind of my yeah. big take. We've talked a lot about the Patriots so far, but we haven't really gone too deep on the Raiders offense. So, and I haven't spent as much time as I probably should watching them. I, I've been super busy this week, so I actually haven't had a chance to watch back New Orleans and Las Vegas from Monday night other than what I was kind of watching while recording. So I'm going to watch that game in the next day or two, and I'm really excited to watch this game. Derek Carr's looked pretty good so far from what I've seen, and I want to see – some more Henry Ruggs, some Brian Edwards, uh, Darren Waller off to a really, really nice start this year. Yeah. Um, I know people were kind of fading him some in the preseason. I wasn't really sure what to do with his stock, but seems like the uh, sky's the limit for
0: him still, so yeah. he's a freak. Yeah, he played absolutely bonkers on Monday night. Uh, I did just rewatch that back, and you know we did the pod, and I thought I was kind of half watching, half paying attention to you. i I looked at the final stat line and he had 16 targets and 12 grabs and i went boy i don't remember seeing any of them i went back and rewatched this man he is special uh he ran a post route in that game just cooked him got Mm. him to the goal line next play he runs a sprint out um and uh yeah he looked great uh so that's that's going to be interesting and let me just say Allegiant stadium is by far the coolest stadium in the league forget uh Forget the price tag on SoFi. That stadium was awesome, even with no fans. Um, so yeah, Waller was my big bit, one big thing to watch for. Um, and despite, uh, I guess, let's say Cam Newton is going to be fun to watch again. We're all excited to see that. Uh, but yeah, I'm right with you with Waller. Uh, why don't we move on to Washington, Cleveland? Um, why don't I kick us off here? Um, I think this is the first real big test for the Cleveland offensive line. Um, obviously they they didn't play Baltimore week one, but, uh, you know, that game got out of hand so quickly. I feel like this is a game they're going to stay in a lot longer. Uh, but it's an equally good, if not better front seven. Um, and so I think this is the first chance for us to really take a look at this Cleveland line, see if they've got things fixed. Um, because if they do, I thought Baker looked really good the other night and you know that would mean really good things for this run game, which I've got a lot of shares of as well. Uh, what's your big takeaway here or big, uh, big one big thing to watch for, I should say?
1: Yeah, I'm uh, my biggest thing for me was the usage between Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb. Um, it's been pretty much Chubb heavily early in the games and then they've leaned on hunt more in the second half and in the passing game so i want to see if that continues to be their approach if it's going to be chub 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 just like my dating life just kidding bad joke and then hunt um later on (laughs) if we're going to see a more of a 50 50 split kind of the way well Cook and Madison wasn't 50-50, but you'd see them rotate a little bit more. I, I'd kind of like to see a little bit more rotation between the two. Early so, on, you're saying. Early and, on, and, yeah. And,
0: yeah, I agree. Um, I'm a little worried about Hunt in this game, frankly. Um, I think the game stays close, which, to your point, I think leans towards Chubb. Um, I guess I think based on what you've seen from Hunt the last two weeks, I don't know how you get away from him, especially with all the injuries we've seen. Um, the leagues I have him, I'm kind of forced to start him, but, uh, I think this is a Nick Chubb game and this might be the first one where, you know, really, uh, there's a big difference between the two. Um, so, um, yeah, anything else there? Uh, McLaurin, OBJ, anything else you want to touch on in this one? Yeah.
1: O- Odell was kind of my second note, actually. I do, I do want to see more from him. It's been a pretty... Dull start to the year. Um, believed to have requested a trade, I think. I don't know if that's definitive. It or was not. Rumored. Yeah. yeah, rumored. Okay, so but knowing him and kind of his drama queen status, I wouldn't be surprised if he's trying to angle his way out of there. So I'm just kind of worried that things could fall apart pretty quickly in Cleveland, the way that they tend to do in that organization. So hopefully things can stay nice and tidy. I'm rooting for Stefanski. Hopefully they
0: can keep him happy and involved yeah i'm not ready to say that he's back on the trustable list though um i'm also not yeah i'm not trying to get out under from underneath him after one game either um i'm like you i kind of want to take a wait and see approach uh why don't we move on to cincinnati at philadelphia uh this was one of the more interesting matchups to me despite being a pair of 0 and two teams um i think the the biggest thing here uh, for me, at least, is is can Carson Wentz bounce back? Um, Carson Wentz is a guy that I thought at some point we would uh, see ascend into the top five at at the quarterback position in dynasty and redraft. Um, and boy, he's looking more and more like a guy they got to get out out of there for you know and see what Jalen Hurts has. Now I'm not ready to do that yet, um, but if he can't do it against Cincinnati at home there's going to be some questions that are going to really start getting raised there in Philadelphia. And uh, so I, I, he needs to play well. Um, did you see the news on, on Ragger today that he uh, had to have surgery on his thumb, basically the same injury Breeze had last year?
1: Yeah, that's uh, really unfortunate to hear, especially if you're hope, holding on to hope for the Eagles offense. Well, especially once, Yeah. Yeah, Wentz needs anyone in that receiver core to do something for him. He can't just target Goddard and Ertz every single passing situation. It's gonna be, it's gonna become so predictable that yeah, he he just needs someone to step up. And he was, you know, kind of the guy I was hoping would do it. And that's unfortunate news for sure.
0: Agreed. Uh, what's your one big thing here?
1: Yeah, you really hit on my biggest thing, Um, but my um, other thing, I I just want to see more Joe Burrow. I'm a huge fan. I love Joe Burrow. I don't have like a steaming hot take on it. I just want to watch him play more football, so I'm excited to see him play. Um, I thought he's looked pretty good so far this year. I mean, he's a rookie, so he's going to have some lumps, some growing pains. Certainly uh really weak offensive line in front of him but I've been mostly impressed with his play so far and I want to see him continue to grow I want to see the growth where he's starting to figure it out and the game's really starting to slow down for him
0: yeah I think this was less of a question about him and and the conversation we had about Herbert last year where it's like or I'm sorry last week on the or last pod um, where we had to talk about you know we talked about did he show everything you need to see to know that Justin Herbert's going to be good? No, I don't think he did, but he showed that the stage isn't too big for him. I mean, I think we maybe knew that coming into the season, but the stage is definitely not too big for Joe Burrow. Um, He's got to be better than he has been the last uh, two weeks, but uh, the stage is, he's ready for the NFL. We'll see better days ahead.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty well confident that he's going to have a good career. Um, It could be, you know, some variation, whether he's good or if he's great, but I'd great. lean towards great, but I'm, I'm pretty darn confident. He's not going to be a bust, at least from what I've seen so far, which uh, we can move on to another team
0: or another real game. quick. Can I just say, I'm excited. Oh, yeah, it course. looks like T Higgins has taken this third job uh, behind AJ and Boyd. And if AJ keeps putting up three, catches on 13 targets it may not be long before that stat line switches so i just wanted to get in that i'm gonna be watching a lot of t higgins this weekend yeah that's Uh, a
1: good point Uh, another guy that i was really high on that i i'd like to see get a bigger role so i'm i would definitely welcome that as well um which can bring us now to houston at pittsburgh another really tough matchup for houston they've been facing kind of a gauntlet of defenses here these last two games yeah actually three games i would even include the chiefs as a pretty strong defense but chiefs ravens steelers that's a really tough start to to try and get a kind of a new look offense to work in so maybe we shouldn't get too down on the texans based off of this first 3 weeks it's going to be easy if this is another bad game for their offense to just cut bait with some of these guys but maybe give them a chance to to play some duds like they have coming up week four against Minnesota. So (laughs) I wouldn't wouldn't bail on your Texans yet. Um, But my my big takeaway other than that kind of rambling dissertation was Pittsburgh's target share. I think Deontay Johnson has looked amazing so far these last couple of weeks. And I'm curious if he may even supplant Juju as their lead target, receiver this year and i kind of want to see that week to week so this week i'm looking to see how the ball's distributed there and also claypool james washington you mentioned in the last pod that you think claypools may be poised to take that number three receiver rollover
0: so i I'm think if they didn't need him on special teams it would be just about a guarantee that he was going to take that roll over. i just wonder if because he plays so well on special teams for one year they don't kind of split the role between him and washington yeah Sure, he's good. Um, yeah, that was. I, I'm glad you brought up Deontay and Juju and the the, the wide receiver breakdown because that was actually going to be a question I, I had for you. Um, I've I'm coming up with some problems in our in our big contract league, and I'm looking at these two Steeler wide receivers on my team. Um, I probably can't keep them both long term. Uh, it's a contract league for those of you who are listening who aren't in this league. Uh, about the same price for about the same amount of years. Would you? Which one would you be valuing higher right now uh, in that yeah, sort it, of context or in a dynasty context?
1: For this hypothetical purpose, I'll put my own team in the mix. Let's say you offer me a trade and you give me the choice of the two and I'm willing to accept either one, but I just have to choose. Right. I think right now I would prefer Deontay personally, but it's really, really, really close.
0: No, that's where I'm at too, and I, I think really the one that's hard is that I don't think Juju is in Pittsburgh next year. I think yeah, he finds I, a new team, and I'm wondering if that's good or bad because Big Ben is obviously old. He's coming off elbow surgery. How many years does he have left? Um, is he getting out at the right time? I'm kind of wondering, I guess.
1: Well, and that's a really uh, interesting point you make there because when we're evaluating dynasty prospects – you got to look at especially if you're receivers the quarterback he has and mm-hmm. the quarterback he might have down the right. road so if you're on the juju team if you're a juju b what are you <laughs> hoping happens do you want him to stick in pittsburgh and ride out maybe some dark end of the end of the time with ben if things fall apart maybe the way it looks to be going with breeze right or do you Want to roll the dice and hope that he ends up in a greener pasture. I guess my question for you is if he were to leave, where do you want to see him go?
0: Man, that's an interesting question. Um, I think he'd look well. So my mind instantly goes to the West Coast because he's originally from there, I believe. Obviously, he played at USC. I think he'd look great in a Niners uniform and would fit that offense. But with, with Iuke and Samuel there, that's sort of a third redundant asset, man, maybe I'll go with Seattle. They don't have that interior. I mean, Tyler Lockett's a slot guy, but he's running primarily vertical and crossing routes that target over the middle. He'd maybe be fun in Seattle. I don't know if they got the cap space to make it work though. How about you? Any, any places that jump off the page? Yeah, I apologize
1: for kind of springing that on you. (laughs) The question just kind of came to my head. We didn't discuss this pre-show or anything, so I haven't really even had time to think about it too much. But kind of the team that really jumps to my mind right now um, is the Tennessee Titans, I think would be a really interesting spot for him. I think he kind of fits the mold of the player, that the kind of offense they're trying to build just to – kick you in the teeth kind of offense I think he would fit really well there as a compliment to AJ Brown maybe we're getting a Corey Davis post type sleeper year um but if that doesn't work out I I could see that being a really interesting wide receiver combo there
0: I like that I like that uh before we move on real quick from this game um I I think the last thing to say is I want to see what we get out of this Pittsburgh backfield as well um I thought Connor looked okay last week, sort of salvaged his day with that long run at the end, or at least salvaged the, what the stat line looks like. Uh, if you didn't watch that game, you'd have probably said he he probably looked pretty good. Eh, he looked okay. He got broke one big run. Um, and obviously, we kind of liked what we saw on Benny Stel a week ago. Um, how is that backfield going to flesh out? I, I don't think you have a good answer for me because we've seen two completely opposite things. Uh, so that's why I think it's something to watch for.
1: Yeah, I really wish I could answer that for you, and I, I, I wish the answer was Benny Snell, but I'm, I have no idea. <laughs> so we'll just have to wait and see, unfortunately. Agreed.
0: Um, why don't we move on to Chicago-Atlanta? Um, I think, well, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you possibly the fun thing to talk about. Um, I didn't think Trubisky looked good again last week. He's 2-0. and He's probably bought himself at least four more weeks of starting. Uh, This Atlanta team is exploitable. They didn't score a single point in the second half last week uh, against a a fairly exploitable New York Giants team uh, as well. Um, This is a game Trubisky needs to go light up the stat sheet. And I'm not advocating starting him because I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. But if I mean, if he doesn't and they win again, I think, boy, is this just the worst case scenario for Chicago Bear fans who are, you know, Falling further and further in the draft uh, because I don't. I think this is all eventually going to crash and burn. Um, you can address that if you want, or you could do your one big takeaway.
1: Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. They're kind of going to be stuck in the middle lands of the NFL where you really don't want to be. You don't want to be that seven and nine to nine and seven type team that doesn't really have their quarterback. It's just you don't a weird be place, in place dynasty to be either. By the way, yeah, bad exactly. To be
0: in any regard, either be bad yeah, that, or be good
1: that's a good correlation from real football to our fantasy world is you ju- i just think being stuck in the middle is such a really hard place to be you're just you gotta take chances and it's 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 tough man and yeah they really kind of would have been best served this year to bottom out um yeah get yourself uh Trevor Lawrence or Justin fields or trey lance or Tanner Morgan, if you will, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know where he's going to go in the prospect rankings, but there was some first round hype on him after his great season last year for the Gophers. But yeah, this is a team that needs an identity on offense and I don't think they have it other than Allen Robinson, but it's hard to be the identity of an offense. If you, if half of your job is getting the ball thrown to you when the quarterback is someone like Mitch. But yeah, yeah. for me, actually, my biggest thing with the bears was David Montgomery. I thought he's looked yeah. actually pretty good. And good uh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking to see more from him because I I'm sure I've mentioned this already on the pod, but I liked him a lot as a rookie incoming rookie and he was really disappointing to me last year. So I'm, I'm a bit encouraged and a bit interested in seeing if maybe he's just a year late, like a Melvin Gordon type deal. So interested in seeing more from him. Uh like you said, Falcons defense can be real hit or miss. Um they do have a lot of fast players on their front seven and their back end of their defense, Keanu Neal, Deion Jones. Yeah. Um, so it 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 may be a tougher running game or run defense than maybe the stats show at times, but I'd I'd like to see him have a big game here. So I I'm hoping to see that.
0: Right on. Uh I think we can get through this next one pretty quick. I could barely think of any takeaways. It's San Francisco at the Giants. I guess, why don't we touch on Devonta Freeman real quick? Um, are you making offers? Where do you see him the rest of the season? Are you interested if he's out there on a, you know, shallow waiver wire in a dynasty league? What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of out on him. I just don't have much interest. I haven't seen anything from him in the last couple of years that led me to believe he still has much left and it's just a tough spot for him to go. This is going to be a team that, uses him just because they need to use somebody and then it'll right. probably get hurt and then it'll be gallman dion lewis i don't think i value him even higher than dion lewis i think the right running back to own if you have any ppr element is lewis because they're going to be trailing in a lot of games this is a bad team um they're going to be throwing the ball a ton danny dimes is going to have to check down to someone and i think it's going to be dion lewis
0: yeah, I don't. I, I'm trying to wrap my head around of what even sixty percent of the running back workload in this offense looks like. Um, I don't think it's going to be special production. Uh, so I guess if I'm rostering Freeman, I'm shopping him right now. I'm going to the market oh, sure. owner. I'm going to the CMC owner. Um, you know, anybody who's thin. Uh, shoot, yeah, I, I'd be. Doing whatever I could, and I'm, you know, if he's out there on waivers and you've got open spots, considering how many injuries, I guess I'm picking him up. But I don't think I'm blowing a big bank roll on him.
1: Yeah, I don't think his value is going to be any higher than it is currently. Like I think it's just downhill from here on his value. So if you have him, unless you really need him, you know, you're a good team trying to trying to hang on without McCaffrey for four to six or something then maybe you just kind of hope to ride it out. But if you have depth and you don't need to play them, just try and trade them to a team that does need them. Get something, yep. get, a, get a second or a
0: third. I'll be honest. The only other note I can make on this game was field conditions, question mark. Um, I don't think Jimmy plays. I think they probably, even if Kittle's healthy enough to play, I don't know why you would put him out on this turf. He's their only like healthy, good player left. Um I don't think we need to. There's not a lot of fantasy implications here, but as an NFL fan, I please don't let four more ACLs or whatever it was happen on that field again this weekend.
1: Yeah, it's a shame, and they need to figure it out. Uh, yeah, we don't we don't need another Sunday like last week. So no, let's, please no. It's a really tough spot for the Niners to have to go play right now. They can't afford any more injuries. So hopefully they can they can leave this game healthy. right on.
0: Another uh, New York Jet team and kind of an uninteresting game. I'll let you get the first crack at this one. Uh, Jets at uh, Colts. What's your yeah, one I big did
1: Yeah, I did have a really hard time coming up with something for this game because the Jets just don't interest me at all, really, mm-hmm. in any possible way right now. So I'm I'm going to stay on the Colts side. Jonathan Taylor, 26 carries last week. Naheem Hines was a ghost. But yeah. Hines, Hines was super involved week one and then they just didn't use them, So I think people used a lot of fab on him. They put him in their flex spots, and now they're upset and are probably dropping him. But I wouldn't do that quite yet because no. this might just be a situation where you're going to have to guess week after week, and this might be going the other direction. Hines ain't going to have 26 carries, but I would not be surprised to see him back involved in this offense in this game they're not going to want to give Taylor 26 carries every game so I wouldn't be surprised to see more Hines
0: agreed agreed uh and you know I could talk about Michael Pittman because it sounds like he is the kind of the other wide receiver there to, to to be interested in now that Paris is looking like it's probably the season for him uh but I will talk about a jet uh I was casually flipping I don't remember if it was NFL live or if it was something on NFL Network um, but they were showing cut-ups of, of Mackay Becton, uh, just pulverizing people,
1: just yeah, avalanching
0: huge. people. And uh, I guess it, you know, I'm going to put eyes on this game at some point, and uh, that'll be what I'm watching for because he's comically large. I don't know if you saw the picture in the preseason of him standing next to uh, Jamison Crowder. Oh, like, yeah, that was hilarious. Oh, my gosh. he's, he's Look that up if size. you haven't seen it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see him. Not a lot of fantasy implications there, but they've been so desperate for O-line help that uh, I'm excited to see him. I think he's going to be a good pro. Um, and so if, if there's something to watch for the Jets, that's something fun. Uh, why don't we move on to a more fun game? Uh, some news today breaking about this game. Uh, Carolina at the L.A. Chargers, by the way. Um, unfortunately, the doctor for the Chargers – was the culprit for why Tyrod had to be substituted last second, last week. Uh, Punctured his lung, giving him a uh, pain injection. Uh, Ouch. Uh, Yeah, one of the crazier
1: news stories in the NFL I've heard in quite some time.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like we'll see Herbert again this week. Um, So I guess he was one of my, I'll just, I'll talk about him. Uh, He looked great. Uh, I think this is a game where they lean on the run. Uh, but he can be involved in that in that regard. Maybe they'll take a couple shots with either Williams or Keenan Allen and get the play action set up. Um, he's he's an intriguing guy, a guy that I root for, a guy that I hope I was wrong on, um, and I'm just excited to see if he can you know make one or two big throws that can kind of start swaying my opinion.
1: Yeah, and that for me was by far my biggest thing on this game too was Herbert. Um, I didn't really have a ton of Takes. I was having a hard time coming up with a second take on this game, but just to kind of expand on some things that maybe you didn't talk about is yeah, I also wasn't high on him, but I would love to see him succeed because I really do like a lot of pieces in this offense and I want to see them have a capable quarterback to supply them the ball. I've always been a massive Keenan Allen fan. I always thought he was one of the more underrated wide receivers in the NFL. Um not a monster Hunter Henry fan, but he's a pretty good player. I'd like to see him hold value. Uh, Mike Williams, another guy I've been really high on over the years. Um, so yeah, I want this offense to work and I want Herbert to be good. And I guess I am kind of interested to see who he prefers in in the passing game, which, yeah, which is nookie yeah. Blanky. Is it going to be Keenan, yeah. which is what I would suggest and hope that it hmm. would be, or is he just going to, you know kind of lean on the tight end like a lot of young players
0: i was just just gonna say he liked the tight end position at oregon um and uh he seemed to lean on hunter henry uh when he actually funny enough i i mentioned josh herbert in the uh the write-up for hunter henry in my article on on dynasty nerds uh basically saying that i thought tyrod was basically uh almost a death sentence for hunter henry but once herbert got in i think you could see more of this and i thought he looked Significantly more involved once Herbert, you know, played last week. Um, real quick, I wanted to, I I did have a second, uh, big thing, and it's Joshua Kelly. I think he's a smash start this week. Uh, Carolina can't stop anybody with the run. Uh, this team ran it, I think, like 47 or 45 times, 43 times. It was somewhere in the 40s last week. Um, yeah, I think he's a smash start this week in redraft, in, in your flex, in dynasty, wherever you're at. Um, Get him in your lineup because he's looked good, and I think he's going to be in for a big day workload-wise.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point, point. I would mentioned in the last pod, start anyone against the Panthers. So I don't know how I let my own advice kind of slip through my fingers, but I'm sure <laughs> if I was looking at lineups, it would be an easy choice. Yeah, start Kelly, start Eckler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, start everyone against them. But, yeah, Agreed. he's going to have a monster game for sure, barring
0: injuries. So, should we move on to Detroit at Arizona?
1: Yeah, let's do that. Uh, For me, this was oddly a game that I had trouble coming up with, like, a big hot take. I I feel pretty comfortable in this Cardinals offense right now. Like, I I think I know what we're going to get from them. And I, I see this as another monster game for Kyler. So, I mean, I'm not breaking any news by saying Kyler Murray's great but I do really want to watch him play more but for me I guess it's kind of a hopeful thing I really want to see Kenny Galladay because one thing we were going to do kind of early on when we were starting this pod is we were going to do a hot takes episode where we kind of tried to come up with our really big hot take on the year and for me the one that I really liked for some reason I was really high on this Lions team preseason I was going to put the Lions on 10 or 11 wins this year but a big part of that was Kenny Galladay one of my very favorite wide receivers in the league? So I'm hoping he's back. I'm hoping he's healthy, and I'm hoping he dominates right away. So I'm I'm really hoping to see him this weekend.
0: Can I be honest? Because I I'm a big fan of the talent, um, and I'm I'm sh- definitely hoping to see him on the field because I've got him in a few spots. If he can be productive here in the first you know five six games he's back, I think I'm going to be looking to shop him just on an age basis. This is okay. you know. Um, he's kind of been banged up the last couple of years. I'm just, I think I'm ready to, I don't want to say get out of the Kenny Galladay business because that's, that's insane. He's one of the, you know, 15 best receivers in the league. But I think if I can capitalize when he comes back, I may be looking to do it. Um, that was sort of uh, off topic. I am excited. I think he unlocks this offense. Um, and my big takeaway, uh, was Deandre Swift. Um, so I think you get, Marvin Jones slid back into that two-roll. You get Kenny back. Um, maybe some things start opening up in the running game here for DeAndre. Um, and I I think he's their starting running back. I really do. I, I mean, he's not on the depth chart. But I think as we go through this season, it's going to become apparent he's the best runner for that team. Um, so that's who I'll be watching this week. Did you have anything else on this game you wanted to touch on?
1: No, I think we can move on to uh, Denver, uh, excuse me, I need to find their opponent again, because I can't remember, Denver, Tampa, how could I forget, old (laughs) father time, Tom Brady, but yeah, uh, for me, my biggest thing was this Denver offense, Uh, they're kind of falling apart piece by piece, being held together by Silly Putty, Um, we're down to Jeff Driscoll, uh, Jerry Judy, Blake Bortles, don't forget about Blake, recently signed. Old Bortles. God, he's got a job somehow. That's somehow. crazy. I don't think we need to get into the Kaepernick thing, but it's just another name that yeah. is employed where he's not, and you're uh, whatever. We I don't need to go down that road. I not that
0: until you said it, but, yeah, that is pathetic because there's no way you can tell me Blake Bortles is a better quarterback than Concat. Ka- Maybe he doesn't want it. I don't know, but that's it is criminal. It really is. Yeah.
1: And I don't think we need to divide our audience by having that debate. (laughs) Um, I just, I I don't get how a guy like him is employed and you can say that it's not a certain level of collusion going on to keep him out of the game. But like you mentioned, maybe at this point he enjoys just having that kind of trump card, if you will, that. He maybe doesn't even want to come back into the game because right. he's afraid of failing after having been out for so long. I didn't. I didn't expect this to become a Kaepernick conversation, but no. I will kind of get back on track here for Denver. Yeah. They're they're down to Judy and Fant, um, basically in their passing game with Don't KJ Hamler. Hopefully yeah. yep. I do like him. Um, I, so my biggest thing was: is Driscoll going to be able to provide everyone enough? good, useful targets. Um, I'm big in the Judy train. I'm big in the fan trade and I do like KJ Hamler a lot. So I want to see all three of these guys get fed and hopefully Driscoll can do it. And I need to see some tape on him because I haven't seen a ton on him over the years because he hasn't provided a ton of tape. So I want to see how this offense looks. He fed Fant a lot in the second half last week. So I'm hoping that can at least continue.
0: Well, yeah, that's a, that's a good place for me to go because, uh, I thought, uh, Fant looked amazing last week, and he cooked repeatedly uh, one of my – so so, me and Newt's playing an IDP league. I, I, I spent my last two picks in, in last year's draft on a pair of linebackers, both named Devin, Devin Bush and Devin White. Uh, and Fant utterly torched Bush last week. He could not stay with him. So I will be curious to see if the better of the two linebackers – can. I mean, Devin White's as good of a linebacker right now as there is in the league – um, so I'm excited to watch that matchup specifically. Um, and then I guess just to see how this Tampa Bay backfield fleshes out. Last year, I think there was a stat that um, no, the, the same running back didn't get more than 12 touches in a game in consecutive games the entire season. They did this all year. It was Ronald Jones, and then it was, who would it have been, it Peyton Barber at that point, I suppose, and back and forth they went. Um, I don't care who it is. I really don't have a lot of shares but uh, fantasy owners need some clear, clarity here in terms of who who's the guy to start. So, B.A., just be nice and and figure out a way to to pick one or the other. Um, yeah, he seems
1: to kind of like to play the mind games.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm a little seem worried like it's, it's working not going to be clear. No,
1: no. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been really impressed by his coaching so far this year mr arians i I used to be a much bigger fan but i think he's getting a little too crotchety these
0: days (laughs) the beret doesn't doesn't uh doesn't make up for the crotchetiness apparently uh let's finish up with our last game in the uh noon or three o'clock oh i'm sorry we got two more in the in this slate so uh tennessee at minnesota uh super exciting game here if you're a vikings fan uh what do you want to start with here (laughs)
1: Well, for me, it's Derrick Henry again. I know we've talked about him a lot the last couple of episodes, but if he doesn't go off and just demolish – I think my level of concern is going to go from moderate to high to nuclear. If he doesn't have a big game, I'm going to be really, really concerned because this is a defense that is not built to stop him at all in any which way right now. So if Henry doesn't have a really big game, I'm going to be very, very worried about you him. you think he's
0: bigger than Hercules Mata'afa, like one of our starting defensive tackles? I think he might With- be. Without a doubt, he's yeah. he's definitely bigger. He's bigger, right? I mean, that's insane to me. That one of, again, I don't want this to devolve into a Vikings podcast, but one of our D tackles is not as big as Derrick Henry, and that's a problem this week. Um, I don't think there's going to be any AJ Brown here again. Uh, so I guess I'll, my, my one big thing is can John R. Smith keep this up? Obviously, we talked last week, a big chunk of the yardage was busted coverage. You know, you can't take it away from him, but. Wasn't really anything impressive. The two touchdowns were great. Let's let's see more from Janu. Um, I we did talk about uh, him on the one of the preview pods before the season started, and I, I kind of talked about of all the guys that I didn't evaluate in my my uh, tight end physical graffiti, he was probably the one that I liked the most, and I thought had to, had a chance to finish top ten. I think we're seeing that happen, but I'm also skeptical because of the way it's happened. So let's see more from him. Um, Let's move on to the final game, a really fun game. Uh, I kind of saved a good one here for uh, for last before we move to the night game. It is Dallas at the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, should be a high score. What's your one big thing here? Yeah, for me, um, it's
1: kind of just hard to come up with, like, a really big thing for either team So, because they're both very – well put together offenses I kind of feel like we know what we're what we're going to get but the one kind of wild card I see in this Dallas offense that I think could become a bigger and bigger factor as the season goes on is Tony Pollard a guy that I really really like and I I'm kind of wondering if they don't start to try and get him a little bit more involved either as just kind of getting to spell Zeke a little bit more to keep him fresh for the for the long season, or if they, I think they could use him a little bit more in the screen game and the passing game. I I like him as a receiver. I like him as a running back. I think he would be a high end RB two in the right situation where he was the bell cow. I'm I'm a super big fan of his talent. Obviously opportunity is really not there right now, but I think they should get one of their better players involved.
0: Uh, So I would like
1: to see that happen.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, It's it's been surprising that you know I had him in a few redraft leagues and I thought he had a little bit of standalone value. Uh, It hasn't proved out that way yet, but you're right. He's one of their better playmakers, and they really should find a way to get him involved. Um, I guess my one big thing, and I I've gushed about him every week, and I'm going to do it again. I don't care. Uh, C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb. I heard That was uh, my other
1: one, but I didn't want to be redundant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I believe I heard Ryan McDowell say uh, today on, on their pod uh, well, a couple days ago uh, that he's a top-12 dynasty wide receiver. Yes, he is. I'm starting to wonder if he's not just a borderline top-12 uh, redraft receiver this year. Um, you, you referenced the idea that we had for big takeaways, and we just never kind of got around to it early in this, in the preseason. That was going to be one of my big takeaways. C.D. Lamb is a top 12 wide receiver this year. Um, they went to him in a really clutch situation last last week. I know I you know made sure to say that Claypool pushed off in that uh, deep route he had. Maybe C.D. got off with a little push-off there on that route, but they were letting him play. Heck of a route. Good to see from a young player, some physicality. Uh, yeah, I just want to see more. Yeah, you're going to be hard-pressed
1: hard to find two bigger C.D. Lamb fans than me <laughs> and Josh. We're we're heavily rooting for this young man to be a star, and and I think he will be. I think he looks amazing to me, and I want to see him get some touchdowns to go with go with everything else. So hopefully we get his first touchdown this week.
0: Yeah, we didn't really say anything about the Seattle side. I think they win this game. Uh, I just didn't think that there was a lot. Maybe the DK Metcalf versus Trayvon Diggs, who I'm also a big fan of. I want to see more Metcalf. Um, but I didn't want to short the Seahawks because dang, they've been good this year. Uh, and they're, a no, and team I think to it's, watch.
1: it's almost a testament to them that we're not talking about Right? It. They're just that consistent. They're that solid. Like, it, do I need to tell you every week that Russell Wilson's good? I don't think so. So no. we can, we can leave it at that. But, uh, next, another really, really fun game, but unfortunately a game where two of the teams might be missing their number one wide receiver Packers yeah. from Saints, uh, seems uncertain if he'll play. So even if he's not optimistic about playing, I'm, I'm not very optimistic about him playing this week. So I would try to have a plan in place for replacing him in your lineups this week, but nonetheless, we still have two very good teams without their, their aces in the hole. Um, I really, I think we touched on breeze enough where I don't need to, to go into him anymore, mm-hmm. but uh, for me, I guess then that leaves me with uh, the the Packers passing game without Devonte. What does that look like? Do we see MVS and uh, uh, ex- forgive me, I'm I'm blanking on Lazard. Lazard be able to at least be sixty percent of what Adams is for that offense? I doubt it. So what are they going to do? Probably what they did with Aaron Jones last week. Lean on yeah. him hard. But yeah. that didn't really work for the Raiders last week against New Orleans. Uh, Josh Jacobs didn't have a great game. So I don't know if the running game is going to be enough to get it done. I think this is a really tough matchup for Green Bay without Adams.
0: I do, too. Uh, the one thing I'll say uh, is, is you know, obviously you touched on it. Both teams are out without their wide receiver. Um, you know, that's pretty much going to be the game plan from New Orleans, too. I think I would have these two running backs rated maybe one, two darn near this week. Um, they're heck, you know, they're really good starts. And uh, this Packers O-line, I want to touch on it again. Uh, I'm going to be watching them because they, they played great this year. Um, it's a good defensive front, but uh, so this is probably their best test of the year so far. So I'll be looking at that. Um, why don't we move on to the game of the week? And the only reason I say that with that inflection is because it, it might just be the game of the season uh casey at baltimore on monday night football uh so many things we can get into i won't confine you to one big takeaway but if you had to say what 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 would your one be
1: well, it's funny you already called it the game of the year because that was legitimately my only note for this game was <laughs> game of the year. These are my I in my opinion, right now the two best teams in the NFL and we get Agreed. to see them at full strength. you know, we're not missing anyone on either one of these teams unless you really love Sammy Watkins. I think they'll be all right, but super excited to see some of these one on one matchups uh, if you will, um, some speed on both sides, like Mark Andrews versus Tyron Matthew. That could be really interesting. Um I mean, the running game for the chiefs, more Clyde Edwards, alaire I want to see him against a really fast, really nasty defense. Like it's just going to be a super fun game. I don't have any like blazing hot takes on, on individual players here, but there's some tough matchups all over the place. But this is one of those games where you see two good defenses and two really good offenses where it's, it might, seem like it's going to be a low scoring affair but everyone's going to be so jacked up to try and prove they're the alpha team in the NFL I would not be surprised at all just to see this kind of be chaotic and a shootout mm-hmm. kind of like what we got with the Chiefs Rams was that two years ago or two years year? ago yes yeah uh, yeah yeah the yeah, game that was, that was supposed to be year. in Mexico City where they had to move it because mm-hmm. of poor field conditions, and that game ended up being something like 49, 45, or something crazy. I wouldn't be shocked to see just a barn burner here and just a just a dream of a game.
0: Yep, I agree. Uh my my I guess my big one or two things, um, I put unleash Dobbins question mark. Uh Regardless of where the touches have been, he has been on the field a fair amount. I was sort of, sh- you know, based on how many touches he got last week, I figured he played a pretty low snap share. He matched Gus Edwards in snaps. Um, so I think that's interesting. Is They've been hiding him in maybe in preparation for this matchup um, to show on film he's kind of just out there to run a route every once in a while and maybe take a fake handoff, so-and-so. Dude, is this the game that they kind of jk dobbins you know 15 touches uh so that's one thing uh the other thing is is i think we've all been pretty impressed with this uh rookie the long corner uh Snead out of la tech um the chiefs are pretty good pass defense down the field uh so i you know marquise brown and that uh that matchup will be interesting to watch i don't think if you know one side gets the better of the other that we should take any big takeaways but That'll be fun to watch. Um, I think we should keep it moving here. We got one more segment and we want to kind of try to keep it under an hour. Um, So we're just we didn't like, you know, we've we've referenced a couple times in the show. um, We did not get uh, a long preseason lead into this thing. So we didn't get a lot of these preseason predictions. We're just through two weeks now that we've got some some film and some reactions. We're just going to go through a few uh, rookie of the year and MVP type things. Uh, We'll start it with. Who is your prediction for the NFL MVP?
1: Yeah, so um, just to clarify, we're doing the league MVP, right? Not like our fantasy MVP. You can cut this yeah, out if you want.
0: Do it however you want. Just Okay, just sure
1: maybe you... give both. Yeah. Okay. All right, so for me, my NFL MVP right now is without a doubt, Russell Wilson. Um, okay. I think it's going to be a tough award for him to lose um, unless, you know, I mean, we could say it barring injury for every player in every conversation. So I'm just going to leave that out. But I think Russell has looked the best he's ever looked to me. And it's, it's kind of a weird thing with awards where people don't really like to vote for the same guy in consecutive year years. So that's going to work against Lamar. Um Everyone knows Pat Mahomes is great. So he's probably not going to win as many MVP awards as he deserves because people are kind of looking to the next thing, you know, yep. a guy that hasn't gotten it yet. Russ, I think it was Collinsworth that said in the last broadcast he was on with the Seahawks that he hasn't even received a single MVP vote in his career, and that seems criminal to me. So I think people are going to be like, yeah, it's Russ's turn, but for me, my my fantasy MVP – is going to be Cam Newton just based on where you drafted him.
0: Okay. Um,
1: You you probably got him in, you know, the mid rounds, late rounds, you know, you waited on quarterback and you're getting rewarded in a very big way this year. Cam Newton's going to score 15 to 20 rushing touchdowns and 20 to 25 passing touchdowns. I believe he's going to finish this season as a top three fantasy quarterback and he's going to win a lot of leagues for people.
0: Absolutely. I love, I love both of those answers. Um, I'm in agreement with you. I think the correct answer is Russell Wilson right now. Um, But just to have a little bit different of a take, I think you you hit on some of the the salient points in terms of how the voters think. They're people just like me and you. Um, They're, you know, open to these biases. And typically one of the things, you you have to be on a winning team to win the MVP. Um, And, you know, I think Kyler would probably be the second runner up right now if we had to just pick it on play. But I kind of think this Buffalo Bills team is going to be an 11 or 12 win team. And if Josh Allen keeps this up, I think he would actually probably be more deserving uh, of the award than Kyler. So I think that's a deep, I mean, boy, to go from where we were two weeks ago on Josh Allen to maybe he could be the MVP. It seems like a stretch, but uh, I'll play devil's advocate there on that one.
1: Well, that's a, a good point because actually his odds to win that award in Vegas have been going way, way down or up. I'm not sure the per, the correct terminology, <laughs> but I think he's the the fourth favorite now to, okay. to win the MVP in the NFL. So that's very interesting. Vegas is starting to hedge a little bit on some Josh Allen wagers, I'm sure.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and then my fantasy MVP, we took a little bit of a different approach to this. Um, And that's that's totally fine. Um, Basically, the way you answered the question was, uh, if you look back on last year, Lamar Jackson was the fantasy MVP. And when I look at last year, the way I define fantasy MVP, at least, is which player gave you the biggest weekly edge? And that was Christian McCaffrey. And so this year, despite, you know, he was a high draft pick or he was highly coveted coming into the league. I'm gonna take a little bit of a homer pick here, and I'm I'm gonna go. Alvin Kamara is uh, your your fantasy MVP. Uh, he looked terrific in that game last night. He looked like the player he was two years ago, coming off you know a banged up season last year. Um, and this team's gonna need to to lean on him for many of the reasons that we talked about with Breeze. He can't get the ball vertically. Uh, Alvin's their offense. He's the motor that runs it. It's not Thomas this year. It's Kamara. He's your fantasy MVP Uh, real quick. Why don't we knock out some NFC and AFC offensive rookie of the years? What do you got?
1: Well, I will start with, well, I'll start with the easier of the two because I am still undecided on which way I'm going in the AFC In the NFC. It's going to be CD lamb. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about him enough. He's amazing. He's, he's just, that good it's going to be a pretty easy choice i think when it's all said and done it's going to be cd lamb
0: i agree with you that is the correct answer just like russell wilson is as the mvp is the correct answer i'll just throw out a dark horse antonio gibson still like him he got a touchdown last week i think we're going to see his role grow maybe not in time to win an award like this but uh you know it's funny that the the afc seems to have gotten a lot of the skill position players that we're really excited about right now so uh, why don't we roll over to that one? Uh, I'll take the first pick here because it gives you a lot more options. Man, I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor. I think he wins wins the award running away. I think he gets, I mean, he didn't get enough touches maybe in week one to get there, but I think he gets close to 300 touches this year. Um, he's a stud. That's my pick. I don't think I need to say a lot more.
1: No, and I was leaning him. Um, I was torn between Taylor and CEH and Joe Burrow. Um, I think you see a bit of a quarterback bias in these rookie of the year awards. And uh, for those reasons, I'm going to go burrow over Ceh. I was going to go JT. Cause I think he's going to get the workload. And I think, Clyde's going to get hurt a little bit just by how good the offense around him is mm-hmm. where I think Burrow might lift a bad team to seven wins, six, seven wins and, mm-hmm. and put up some really big numbers just cause of game script. But I love Joe Burrow. So Burrow is my guy here.
0: All right, right on. Um, and I, you know, we're IDP guys, so we're going to do defensive rookie of the years too, just cause it's fun to talk about. Um, I think the NFC is pretty easy. Um, so, you know, you know what the obvious names out there, I'm going to I'm going to talk about Antoine Winfield. I haven't found a time yet in the podcast to talk about him. He played awesome this week. He played so daggone good. I think he had 11 and a half points in the fantasy or in the dynasty league. We have um, I think there was a sack, a couple pass breakups, a whole bunch of tackles. Me and you were big fans of his dad. Uh, this kid's a stud. He was my top ranked safety coming in last year. And uh, Tampa Bay got a, a, a heck of a player here.
1: Well, you kind of stole my thunder there because I, I I know you mean Chase Young's Chase Young's the obvious answer, the but obvious I was going fan. Antoine too because cause I'm a homer just like most of you are, I'm sure. Antoine's yeah. amazing and he might get some shine being on that Tampa team that's gonna be in prime time a lot. Antoine is just a playmaker. He was never respected as much as he should have been in the draft. I know he was a second round pick, should have been a first round pick. He was the best safety in this class. I think he was one of the three or four best defense rookies in the NFL and my personal favorite. So that's where I was going. But just to be different and just to be right, I'll go chase young. because an <laughs> Yeah. And he's going to have 15 right
0: sacks. Yeah, you're going to be you're going to be proven right on that one. But uh, I'm glad we both got to gush a little bit about Antoine Winfield because somehow we haven't worked him into the show yet. So that was good. Uh, why don't you lead us off on AFC defensive rookie of the year?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Patrick Queen. Great defense already. He's going to really shine as the lead tackler there. He looked really good to me so far. I think they chose the right middle linebacker for that defense. He's smaller, a bit undersized. I believe he's only 230 pounds. But Mm -hmm. he's fast. He's really good in coverage. I think he's the very, very, very perfect pick for that awesome defense, and he's going to win that award.
0: Yeah, he looks like he fits already. That would have been my first pick. Um, But you know what? I haven't talked about this guy yet. He's returning kicks for the Patriots. He's playing a little bit of safety. Um, I don't think he actually wins this award, but I'm a big fan of him, and especially long-term for this uh, Patriots team, Kyle Duggar. Um, The kid is just a a freak of an athlete. In terms of IDP, uh, he can play a little bit of that strong side backer as well as your strong safety. Uh, which puts him in a a tackling position more often. I think he's going to create turnovers. Um, And if they're going to use him a little bit offensively or in the return game, that's just a bonus, at least in the leagues that I play in IDP. Uh, So, yeah, Kyle Duggar. Beautiful. Love to hear it. Um, Uh, Do you have any – I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No, I was just going to say I wanted to give a shout-out, or I don't know if shout-out's the right term, but just wanted to say rest in peace to one of of the greats in the history of this game, Dale Saras. Yeah, that's sad was to sad. hear that today.
0: You know, and I've not seen have you actually seen the Brian song movie? I've heard it's really I, sad. I've been told by a few I people. I saw it
1: once when I was young, and yeah, it's that's not really my kind of movie, but a phenomenal story. You should actually definitely look into that story. It's is it's it, really interesting. Is the it's movie a really
0: Is the movie really sappy, or is it just like sad and kind of like that?
1: I'll be honest. It's been so long since I've <laughs> seen right. it. I, I don't remember it that
0: well. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, Gail Sayers was incredible. Um, you know, and he's, you know, he didn't, he's not from the Midwest, but he played here in the Midwest, Uh guy that, you know, I didn't obviously have the privilege of watching live, but, uh, yeah, big fan, sweet feet. He was, he was poetry in motion and, uh, yeah, so sad day uh, to lose a guy like that. Pretty young, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 77. 77, yeah. You'd
1: expect a longer run than that, or you at least hope for it. But not to end the show on a downer. Um,
0: no, you got football tonight, so that, that'll pick you up. It's, it's a yeah, fun game.
1: Hopefully you're listening to this on Thursday, so you get Dolphins, Jags tonight. Uh, Should be a fun one. If not, you know, we're not seeing two championship contenders, but should have a lot of fantasy implications. I would advise maybe to sneak Gardner into your lineup.
0: Oh, yeah, he's in the lineups. I got him, definitely. I think it's a big week. Uh, We we talked about uh, Gaskin uh, and James Robinson. Let's keep seeing it from James Robinson. Big fan.
1: Well, maybe – one thing we can start doing is maybe I give you a tough lineup question. Um, I didn't prepare this at all. So this is off the top of my head. But it, I take one of my toughest lineup decisions and ask for your Ooh, advice. And I like you that, do, that do the same for inverse. me.
0: You know what? I, yeah. I Actually, we haven't done yet. Let's do our draft real quick.
1: Oh, shoot. I totally forgot about that. So you, yeah.
0: you had the first pick last week. So I'll take the first pick this week. Um, I kind of didn't, didn't prep for this. You know what? I think the game that, that excites me the most is, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Patriots. So that's going to be my first game.
1: Okay. Um, I was not expecting that. Um, so I'm going to get my top two choices here. I'm getting Cowboys Seahawks.
0: Okay. Yep. Yep. And, and Rams bills. Ooh, good pick. Yeah. That Rams bills was really close for me. Um, okay. So I get the third game. Hmm. Did I watch Philly last week? I'm trying to think. I mean, I watched them, but I'm trying to remember if that was one of the games I picked. You know what? I'm just I, I can't not watch Deontay Johnson. I like watching him too much. So I'm taking Houston at Pittsburgh. I'm not real excited to see this Houston team, but dang it. I want to watch Deontay Johnson. So that's my game.
1: Love it. my uh, My fourth ranked game was Bucks Broncos, but uh,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one too. It's a good yeah. slate this weekend.
1: Yeah, it's it's really fortunate kind of week where all of our good teams seem to be playing each other for the most part, <laughs> and all of our bad teams are playing each other, or not necessarily bad, but bad to middle.
0: Well, just tough to watch more so. You yeah, get that's San Fran, New York, New York, and India all on the, you know just out of the way right off the bat. Uh, I probably won't, I won't watch my, much of this Vikings game this week, I don't think, at least live, I'll rewatch them, but uh, why don't we do the sign off here, we're kind of rambling here at the end, um, I am at Dynasty Oasis on Twitter, uh, that's the show handle, if you got any questions, uh, please hit us up there, um, you are at Nasty Newts, N-E-U-T-Z on Twitter, uh, so hit him up, give him a follow, and uh we will look for actually and and give us a five-star rating and review if you feel so inclined uh that's kind of the way people are going to be able to find us in in the long term so if you could go do that that would greatly uh benefit us do yeah and read to-
1: josh's tight end articles on dynasty nerds.com reception perception great stuff you'll learn a lot i highly recommend you read those
0: absolutely all right, well, we will look forward to seeing you on what will be Tuesday morning with recaps from all the games and uh, – or, yeah, yeah, recaps from all the games and uh fun segment at the end. So, see you then. Later, Gators.